Hello everyone, Tyler here, your host of Delta Venture. Just wanted to stop in right before we get started and tell you to stay tuned after the credits for a little special something from our guest today. Welcome to the Delta Venture Podcast. In this episode, we will be speaking with Corey of Bear the Gentleman, hearing about his life as it relates to his craft and seeing what the future holds for him in the music industry. So let's settle in and enjoy. I'm Corey Burrell. I'm also known as Bear the Gentleman. That's my artist name. And I'm here to talk to you about said project. So starting off, how did you get your start in music? Where did it all begin for you? Uh, I really started just growing up being around music in my family. My mom sang at church and my older brother was always in like pop punk bands growing up and everything. So just seeing him like on stage really like inspired me. But I've always been interested in music and just wanted to be involved in it in some way, shape or form. Uh, I think seven years old, first time I got an instrument was I woke up one night and there was a drum kit just waiting for me and somebody had just left for me. Told my parents it was for me and then uh, a few years after that when I was in fifth grade I picked up the trombone and being in band that uh, that kind of fueled it a little bit more. Cool, I, I mean I got my start playing music when I was about seven. I got my first guitar for my birthday That's and awesome. I mean I've been playing ever since so you know, when was the when was the first time you were ever in like a formal band outside of like you know, playing trombone? Oh, like a like, like an active a, like band and scene type, or just like a band, just like you and your friends. The first band I was ever in was a uh, 2007 2008. Uh, my friend Heath had asked me to join, so that was the first time I ever done anything, and we it was called This City Skyline, and we started the. Uh, First show I ever had was in January of 2008, and it was 20 degree weather, and it was an outside show. <laughs> so we had all these people just piled up in a house and sitting there like freaking out. But it was a uh, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. So when did Bear the Gentleman come along? <sighs> Man, I'm trying to think. Uh, been doing this for 10 to 12 years now. I can start with how I got the name, if that'd be cool. Uh, so there was, it was originally called the Kite Season, and I was out on a, I was out with my family for Thanksgiving, and this band from the UK decided to message me on MySpace, <laughs> and they had the same name, but they, uh, and you know, like bands usually, if they're from different countries, have US or UK in front of it. So they just messaged me like, hey. We're gonna press charges on you if you don't change your name. I'm like, are you serious right now? So there, and I had this name for a while, uh, and then I sat during that whole break. I came home, had to think of a name. I messaged them, told them, you know, I went ahead and changed it. They're like, dude, we were just fucking with you, like the whole time. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> and Bear the Gentleman was the name that came to mind. So I had messed with it. And a lot of people don't know this, but the reason I went with more of the plural form of it was because it looked better. Mm. And marketing-wise, it just looks better to me. A lot of people like do an M-A-N just because I'm one person, but I just feel like M-E-N was the way. Yeah, I was to actually go. gonna ask you about that because I, I noticed and I'm like that looks a little strange. Yeah, <laughs> it, 
I don't know why, I guess, just when you think of band names and you think of like the way they're spelled and how some people will have like a, let's say a black model van will switch their A's around to like U's or V's almost. Okay. It's kind of in that way, but around that time I was just thinking this just looks better. So how long, how long have you been touring as Bear the Gentleman? Or playing shows? Uh, I did one tour. Um, but that was right before Young Years got released the first time. Uh, been doing shows as Bear the Gentleman since 2011. In the inception, there really wasn't a lot going on mm. with it because I couldn't find any places and being in Mississippi and trying to promote yourself wasn't really like a thing. So around that time, the scene was either really growing, well, it was dead in Mississippi, but it was growing in Louisiana. Mm. So the first time I played was 20, 2011 at the Cypress. Okay. Right after Tony had bought it and everything. I don't know if you know Tony, but yeah. Okay. yeah. Been there, met him. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Big guy. <laughs> Very big guy. Very big guy. That dude will literally <clears throat> hit you with a brick. It will if you cross drag him. you out of the venue. Yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> Pretty much. He's a cool dude, though, and if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have gotten my start out there finding venues to play at sounds like it's pretty challenging it is a lot of people like really expect you to bring a crowd and that's a very important thing because if you're not able to bring a crowd then they're gonna second guess like what you can do and if you can do it and then like if you really like impress them in a way then they'll bring you back more so really it's just getting nowadays i would say it's getting people to shows like to come out to them compared to like being able to do it. Cause I remember a lot of the times I felt like I didn't stand a chance doing this project because I'd message people either out of state or in state and they'd just be like, like, can't do this. It's not a guarantee. And you know, that's, that's kind of what makes the industry so hard. And I'm using industry loosely because mm-hmm. I'm just a local musician. It's not, you know, anything extravagant it's just it makes it hard and competitive because if somebody can bring more like fans in or bring in other bands that can bring fans in it just makes them more accessible than you do by yourself yeah and it incentivizes the venue to book your show pretty much yeah so other than younger years have you had any other projects with bear i had a single come out i think in 2014 but I haven't played that since. That was more like a love song I had written, and I was planning on making that the last love song I had written with this long distance relationship that I was in, and that was a terrible idea. So, just a heads up, if you write love songs, please make sure you're marrying the person. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, as far as new stuff goes, this year. I played a show last night for the first time in a year at the Celtic Irish Pub in Pascagoula and premiered a new song called Patience. And I had deconstructed, reconstructed, and deconstructed, and reconstructed it multiple times. It was very Mm wishy-washy on the process. But uh, yeah, this year will be the year that new stuff comes out. And the way that the song was received last night, I was really happy with it. Kind of just, I want it to be more mature and more more me, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Younger Years was, when I wrote that, that was during the time I had just become 21. All my friends were getting married, and I was very, uh, was very alone. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just felt like I was behind everybody. And a lot of songs were written about my best friends or my relationships with them. The only song that I can say 
on that EP slash record is Resleeper. I never played it live because the whole thing was a one. Mm-hmm. Like it was freestyled in the studio lyrically. Music I had taken a few days to write, but I that song was more so like quick to uh, get done. So I had something to release when I went on that week long tour. Speaking of younger years, um, recently reissued it. What does that mean for you? Kind of accepting the things that I hated about myself. Okay. Really, um, there's new artwork. That's why it's considered a reissue. But also more, uh, more of releasing it back into the world. Okay. Because I, I, to be honest with you, whenever somebody be like, just play younger years, it'd be like that's aggravating because I have more to offer than just that one song. And just going back, I just felt like that's not who I am anymore. You know. Yeah. Like you ever get that sense of people just expect you to be one way your whole entire life and then mm-hmm. when you make a change they just don't like it at all yeah yeah it was kind of with that and i just wanted to reissue it because i it was more so facing myself instead of you know just laying down and taking it as it was okay did you go back and re-record anything or is it just the same music it, put out again <laughs> it's just the same thing usually when people do like reissues they do remasters but i kind of i like keeping the raw recordings Okay. There was an EP before Young Years, and I guess this goes back to your last question, called uh, Houses or Rooms EP. And that was all recorded on a video camera. The audio was taken off. It was super raw. I wanted to keep all the mistakes, all the flaws of it. Okay. The only song I ever play from that is Holly. Mm. And that's the only one that has stuck with me <laughs> over the last, like, ten years. So. So you already spoke on this a little bit that uh, Bear the Gentleman is going to be releasing new stuff this year. But what else is going on? Are you, are you playing shows? Are you trying to tour or what? Yeah, um, the ultimate goal is to at least get one tour in by the end of the year. Uh, shows, for sure. I want to be more active this year than I ever have been. Because I just feel like if you're not active, then you lose your presence. Mm-hmm. Which seems to have happened a lot. But if... I keep booking shows and I keep this momentum going that I have right now, then I feel like a lot more will come. There's definitely going to be merch this year, I could say for sure. Uh, I'll have physical copies of Younger Years like that aren't... Well, I'll just say this. We used to, I used to go out buy little paper-looking covers and burn disc. Okay. So I would draw like, special things with Sharpie on them just to have like the track list on the back and like a special picture up front but this year i think what i'm gonna do is get a professionally made version of it to sell introduce for us one of your songs if you had to pick one to that you want to tell everybody about i would pick kelly drive because that is the street i grew up it's also the street where i met my best friend who i've known for 20 plus years now uh this song is about he's about to get married at this point like i had mentioned earlier so there's a line in it talking about you know don't forget the promises we made and the lessons we learned from you know our fathers and our parents but friendship has always been a vital point like important point to me in my life and that was one of the first friends i like really had you know somebody i could really confide in so the song's about him and just trying to get through that motion of you know i'm not always going to be alone because I have this person in my life, but also just the fact that I'm proud of him for getting married and making the next step, even though I feel like I'm behind him. Uh, so where do 
you draw your inspiration? It seems like it's mostly from just your life experience. Most of the time, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> life experience in general. Um, depending on how I'm feeling or what I'm listening to at the time is really where I'll get the sound for it. As far as lyrics go, I try to be honest with myself and being extremely vulnerable and transparent in that moment is hard to do. Mm. I, I think just with any form of art, because whether you're painting or drawing or, you know, doing podcasts like you're doing, you're kind of expressing yourself in a way that, uh, you know, you're not used to doing. So when it comes down to lyrics, I think like back then, like I said, it was just feeling like I was behind and more so now it's, you know, trying to accept who I am at the age that I'm at and the things that I'm going through life, whether it be a small change or a big change. So anything I can just pull from, but yeah, you're right. Just mainly life experiences. Preparing for a show. How? What's the lead up like? Like the the night the night of Oof. or the day of? Uh, I have a bad habit of doing late practices, and by late practices I mean the day before or the day of. But I'm really trying to break that habit. The night before is excitement. Oh, I got this. And then the day of is. I'm shitting myself because I don't know what to do. So I'll restlessly run around the kitchen, play with a coat hanger, which that's uh sounds strange, but that's a focus tool for me. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll... <laughs> What's the deal with the coat hanger? Do you want the real story or the messed up one? Whichever one you want to tell. Oh, man. Let, let's, go with, let's go with the real story, actually. How about that? Ever since I was young, I've had an extreme imagination. And I found that the only way that I can keep my thoughts in line without all the nervous tics that I do. I have a certain coat hanger that I like to play with. And it's the clear ones with the metal bend up top. And if they're broken, they're extra special. Because that means I thought really hard and I did really well. Uh, but it's kind of keeping me focused on that thought and trying to run with it. And it just it calms me down for some weird reason, even though I'll be stuck. And you'll hear weird noises like the whole time. But yeah, so that uh, that's the thing, and I've actually had coat hangers on my mic stand a few times to help me out. I, best friend I was mentioning earlier, he, um, that first show, he just randomly put it up there, mm -hmm. and I had no recollection of him having it. <laughs> so it's, it's a helpful tool. I look insane, but really it's a lot of meaning. Hence why I also have it tattooed on my left wrist. So it's almost like uh, like a totem, like a grounding point for you. Yeah. If there was an effigy for imagination, I think that's what it would be. Okay. You can take that whatever way you want. <laughs> <laughs> so what keeps you in music? Why do you keep doing music? Obviously, you're not doing it professionally, like for a full-time gig. What? Why do you continue to do it, make music, and play shows? I mean, I wish. I wish I was, not going to lie. Like, I, I want to make it, but I don't want to, like, get big and famous for it. Um... I just want to clarify that because, you know, sometimes that can be a very, uh, very loose meaning when people start talking about this. Um, for me, music was the only thing I ever really had. It was the only thing that really, like, made me feel alive and made me feel like, you know, I can connect with something or connect with somebody else. I didn't grow up having a lot of friends and music was always there for me really just to get down to the brass tacks of it was it's the only thing that's made me feel like a normal human being in the times i felt like i wasn't one and you know i want to share those experiences but i also want people to feel the same thing i was like i did 
Like, I, I want them to know, you know, it's okay to feel the way you do because you're not going to feel like that anymore. And music was my outlet for that. So just a, a way to express yourself. Yeah, exactly. Completely. And I mean, if this is kind of just either going to be too much for me to say or like extremely open, but growing up, like I never really got a say in my house. I didn't get a say of what I was thinking or how I was feeling because I'd always get cut off. It didn't matter which family member it was. It doesn't matter who it isn't. It's just, that was the way I could do it. Hmm. You know, it was the only way. And when you grow up in an extremely Christian home, you kind of have to learn to shut yourself off. And, you know, I just got sick of doing that. Mm-hmm. So this is the one way to do it. So sort of a good way to break free for you. Exactly, yeah. Where can we find all of your material? Any streaming service you can think of, man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Spotify, Deezer, which is more of a French thing. I found out Amazon. I would say Hulu, but that's for uh, that's for video. <laughs> so that's never going to happen. Um, YouTube, just any streaming service, man. Thank you for listening to Delta Venture. If you are in the Mississippi Gulf Coast area and would like to catch any of Bear the Gentleman's upcoming shows, his calendar is available on his Facebook page. Feel free to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as on our YouTube channel, where you can catch a glimpse into what goes on behind the mic. Links to our, as well as our guest's social media can be found in the episode description or on our page at anchor.fm forward slash Delta Venture. Additionally, we would like to hear from you about the show. Leave us a review or come join in the discussion on our Discord, which is also linked on our page. And hey, thanks for tuning in. We're meant to be friends for a bigger reason. <laughs> We've always thought the same thing too. But I think we all serve greater purposes. Mm-hmm.